Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. Click the Fight TV link on WrestlingMayhemShow.com to support this show and watch pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, and so much more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow. the sexy talented dudes christmas special the std's christmas special i'm mike sorg at sorgatron on the twitter here in the sorgatron media studio in pittsburgh pa and for the first time i'm I'm alone in the studio for this special this yearly special i don't even know how many years we've been doing this guys uh but first of all uh i guess i guess the ringleader of this bunch chess flexor on the line chest how you doing I'm doing wonderful. How are you? All right. There, there, there you are. Hey, there he is. There I am. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome once again. We got some heavy breathing. Oh, while he's there, the surprise just popped up. The wild child is with us. Sorry, mouth breathing. A little mouth bit of mouth breathing. breathing. A little bit of mouth breathing. Spoiled the surprise with mouth breathing. Seeing chest flexor on my screen. Oh, well. <laughs> the wild child, Lee Ryan's. How you doing, man? Uh, Mr. Sorg, how are you? All right, all right. And also, uh, just in from the future, Corey Futuristic is with us. Hello there. I tried getting my computer to work, but I'm from the future and couldn't get to work, so I'm just on my phone. Cause, and I also wanted to be on, in my hot tub, but I was using my new hot tub without chlorine, and it started smelling like shit, so... I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Sorry. Well, we wouldn't have spelled it. You would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. But I, I couldn't go. I was going to get like fungus or something like that if I went in it. Luckily, Amazon delivered my chlorine today. Jeez. Uh, so, well, they made it through the snow. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And also, a uh, special guest number two, first time ever on a Wrestling Mayhem show stream with us. He's been talked about so many times on this show. Kid Cupid is with us. Yo, yo, yo! What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome! We, we, and we're gonna we're gonna introduce these guys here uh, and get to know them a little more. If you're if they are new to you out there in the Mayhem universe as well, we'll have some good chats with uh, with everybody. Um, so, of course, a little different this year. Um, you know, we are all remote. We are all safe. We're probably good in general considering how these usually go um but uh and and um i again i am drinking as is tradition so we'll we'll see i didn't know that tradition was going on i didn't get the memo i thought that's what we usually do remember that one year when you're like no more drinking like (laughs) i had a bad year i i I had a sober year okay so um but uh I, I was thinking of that earlier though i'm glad that you went back to drinking though because like life's too hard to be completely sober <laughs> <laughs> that's what especially right now right so yeah um, right now where you have no choice but to drink alone um but anyways uh, uh before we're gonna have some fun on this show but first of all um i want to bring up uh, if you if you're watching on the video of course there was a little bit of visual there um we are dedicating this show to uh billy johnson uh, who uh, we I, we just passed. I, I'm still I'm still trying to find like more information, but I know as of yesterday morning we found out that uh, that he had passed. I don't have I don't know the terms or you know like how that happened. I know he's been in and out of the hospital a lot, especially over the last year. Um, so um, just wanted to uh, kind of give a shout out to that. And um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess first of all, because I mean, if anybody, I, I mean, Bill, Billy was practically an STD, right? Chest. I mean, he goes he goes way back before that. He was part of Flexor Industries up in AIW. Oh, that's right. So, well, tell tell me tell me a little bit about that. Like, what where was uh, Billy doing with you? And Billy, of course, was a fan. He's he's been a part of. He's actually, um, I guess, he's promoted some shows over there in West Virginia, even with IWC. Correct. He has. He's promoted with IWC and by himself, and mm-hmm. he's all, he's been a part of uh, let's see how countless countless events. Uh, even up at AIW, he he was a 
financial backer, let's just say for many things up there and uh, along with uh, other promotions too, that I know of. And for Flexor Industries, he came in and we just had a ball. We drive from here to, to Cleveland with me, him, Ginger, Necro Butcher in the back of a limousine. Oh, jeez. And we show up and cause havoc. Necro Butcher passes out on a bench and and sleeps through the whole event. He wasn't booked. He was just there hanging out, sleeping in the in the lobby of the building. And you know, then we wake him up and get out of town before they realize the mass chaos that we left. So <laughs> Because Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was always the big thing because you know the first time being at like an IWC show and seeing this limo pull up, and then we'd always see these promos of like like you and Jimmy DeMarco and John McChesney hanging with Billy. Yeah, and a lot of people there's there's I don't want to bring up the negatives, but a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, he just throws money around, he pays <laughs> for friendships," and that's not true yeah. at all. We've we've spent money on Billy just to show our appreciation appreciation towards him we spent countless times hanging out with him he's he was part of the he was part of the crew and there was a time where we were mini golfing we had there's a whole big video that i have edited of us the mini golf tournament that turned bad at the end because i lost but i was cheated out of my victory but billy johnson he will uh, always be remembered as kind-hearted uh, loving and always just looking for entertainment and fun. And however he got that, that's, that's what he surrounded himself with was fun entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Lee, uh, 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 Corey, do you, you guys have any uh, specific memories of Billy you'd like to share? <coughs> was he responsible for those uh, new West Virginia shows? Yes. Was he the ones responsible for that? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget uh, then in that case. Yes. He's, there is a big Billy Johnson story. It was uh, the new West Virginia show the Saturday morning after Meadville. Mm. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, that was. Do tough. you remember that? Do you remember that road trip journey? That was with the steel. That was back to back steel cage nights. We had steel cage in Meadville, steel cage in Newell, and I was ring crew. I was training. I hadn't debuted yet, so I remember I had a cast on my hand. And I remember during the intermission of the Newell West Virginia show, the steel cage had started falling down during intermission. And I stepped up in to hold the, uh, just hold it still so it didn't come crashing down on anyone in the steel chairs. So that's the, uh, that, uh, you said that's the outdoor one, right? That was the outdoor one. That was the one where uh, Facade did the, the truck spot onto Andrew Palace. And Andrew Palace's mom was flipping out. Like it's still real to me. Damn it. Type of flip out. Like it was, it was a pretty interesting night. I, I, afternoon. I have a fun story from that show. It doesn't have anything to do with Billy, but you realize you remember we were supposed to have that show inside and yes. they figured out they couldn't put the cage through the door. Yes. So they called the audible to throw it all outside and, and everything at the last minute. And, uh, uh, uh part of that, like, I think we had that intermission to put the cage up, right? And one of the guys that was helping locally there, like one of the, one of the, I don't know, was with the building or something. He he comes up to me. He's like, you know, I, I just I just took a look and took a measure. We could have, we really could have gotten that that cage through the door and got it inside. And I was like, don't tell anybody this. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the end of the uh, towards the end of the Chuck Roberts era. Yeah, and he was uh. It was pretty militaristic towards his approach. I didn't know Chuck Roberts as long as uh, Chess did, or any of you guys did, for that matter. His my period with him was very brief because Plummer took over about less than a year after I had debuted. Like so, I pretty much just trained under Chuck Roberts, and then everything else was under the Plummer regime. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Corey, you have any uh, memories of Billy? Yeah, I remember him pretty. I love Billy Johnson. Yeah, he was the man. He was super nice. Uh, that same show that Gary Larry's talking about, that's like one of my favorite matches against Harley Morris. And uh, oh, I remember him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name now? DJZ, Walking Wild. Mm-hmm. Walking Wild was like the the coach for that match before it. And then afterwards... 
Elias watched the match and I asked for his advice and he's like, oh, like, I thought the match was going to be shit, but it actually was pretty good. And I, like, look back at that now, like, good, I got advice from Elias and he thought I had, like, a good match with Carly Morton. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Blade was always bad. <laughs> Lexer well. drank with him a lot and stuff and he was always super nice. I, I was really sad whenever I heard that. Oh, yeah, remember that show? Billy did that show where it was only he was the promoter for that same building where yeah. the main the main event was Facade versus McChesney for the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I I faced that Jack Massacre seven foot dude. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> uh we did some spot where David Marbell was my manager and he was supposed to hit him with a cane. And then hit into me, so I did a tornado DDT off the top. And I think Marbell like missed his spot or something like that. So I'm just like waiting for him in the corner to like go into my I don't know. It was like a shit show, but <laughs> good times wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh Cupid, I, I I I'm not I'm not aware. Um and I think we're getting some mouth sounds from you too over there. Uh <laughs> If I'm, if I'm um, uh, somewhere, uh, maybe, maybe it's Lee. Maybe Lee's getting heavy breath again. Mm, yeah. Could be me. Could I apologize. Be. This mic, the microphone. You told me to put it on. It's too good. It's like inside. It my is. Mouth. It is. It is like in, you can't like. Pull, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Cupid, did you have any uh, 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 run-ins with Billy? Uh yeah. Uh, I went to a couple Raj shows. Raj shows and uh, met him there, and of course BDW and. We talked. He was always nice to me and talked about wrestling. Like I said on my Facebook, uh, uh, he loved wrestling and wrestling loved him. And it'll be it'll be missed. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, he was always looking for shows to go to. I mean, I don't know how many times I'd be somewhere and 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 he would pop up at a wrestling show, and it was like, wow, you drove all the way up for this, you know? Oh, you know, we saw him in Erie. We saw him in uh, uh, here in the Pittsburgh area, Clearfield, of course. Somebody's a uh, 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 somebody mentioned a, uh, a a limo ride to uh, uh, Clearfield it was one of his favorite. Both after party at Mister Ed's after uh, the outdoor uh, Newell show. I was say they 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 shut down Newell ambulances and fire trucks and all they say. So, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, no, absolutely, definitely somebody. I, I mean, he was a big supporter. He loved pro wrestling. He was a he's a big part of all of it. So um just want to give a little bit of, I don't know if you guys all have drinks out there, but a little bit of toast to our boy Billy out there. Um, yeah. I, I think I said on the Mayhem show, like he is uh, 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 right now he's in line for a big heaven mania, seeing uh, getting his front row seat with uh, Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. So uh, here's, here's to you, Billy. You're the man, Billy. So. I always felt I don't know about like his childhood at all, but I always I always felt like maybe he had like a shitty childhood and like he made some money as a and it was like he was just making up for like his shitty childhood and always like party. I don't know. It just always seemed like he was always having a good time, mm-hmm. always super nice, always in a good mood. I don't oh, know. Absolutely, yeah. He he will be missed. And it's wild considering, you know, the health problems he was having, you know, I, we, we, it was with him at that AEW show, uh, that was here in Pittsburgh, like what about over a year ago. And, uh, I mean, he was really having trouble with the boot and getting around and everything. And, and that, that building was not great for handicap accessibility, uh, between parking and stuff. So like, and he was still, even with all that, he was just so, he was so happy to be there and so be happy to be around everybody. And and was always just kind of a light. Like uh, I forget, Kate Lee's back. You can hear. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> that microphone's really good. Um, but I think Katie was telling me about like no matter where they were at, if he was if he was there at the wrestling show, like like you know we're talking like the arena, and, uh, and, and you know they would he would find us one way or another, and and it was with a very with a, a very eerie sense that he could find all of us at, at, at shows like that sometimes. Like that. So, but Gary uh, Larry Lee, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, you just tell me about how you were on fancy Zoom calls and everything, and now and now you're like all over the place here. 
technical difficulties. <laughs> so no, my my technical difficulty is this fat shit. <laughs> That's a dog right for here. anybody on audio. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, you just heard his dog. you just heard his snoring ass on audio, and I couldn't get it once once he entered the room. You just heard the reverberates of. <laughs> <laughs> we don't actually <laughs> like your microphone is really good, actually. So really, yeah, you're you're fine, you're fine. Mm. Oh boy, well, uh, let's get first of all, Wow Child. Let's touch on you first. Um, uh, uh, where the hell have you been, man? How many years has it been since we've seen you around a wrestling ring? Uh, last match was uh, a tag team match against um, who was it? Channing Decker and Trent Gibson. Oh, the fraternity. Uh, yeah, the fraternity. It was the last match. It was February 2018. That was wow. my last match. Uh, no reason to walk away other than wrestling, other than I just wanted to preserve health. Uh, I got into the, the sport at a late age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started training when I was 27. Completed training at 28, wrestled until I was about, what was it, 31, 32? It was a, it was a short spurt, but uh, I didn't really get maintain any like significant injuries. But I remember I won it out because I started thinking about when it could be my turn to get the injury. Because I remember Rex lost. I saw him tear two ACLs. Yeah. Sean Phoenix, I saw the skull fracture. You know, all that stuff was weighing heavy on my mind a bit, you know, because I just wondered to myself, you know, when something bad's going to happen to me. I already had a hyperextended knee, a dislocated knee, you know, from that. It's just, I just wanted to preserve my body for the long run. And I decided to take a step away while I still could. I remember that Rex Lawless one. That was like a freak injury. In the it was weird the because he, he took, one, it was one knee injury. Uh, and then... I think it was the same exact match. He did the same spot with a who were who were it was uh, Lennox. Who was the the other gentleman? I forget. Aiden Vale was his name. Was it Vale or Rem? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Aiden Vale and, yeah. and Lennox. They Jordan, like Jordan of, Lennox. Jordan yes, Lennox, yeah. those that was the tag team that did it. I remember that was the spot, and he caught one of them, and you saw him like crimple his leg, and then the very next spot, it was like both of his legs, and he was out. Mm-hmm. four years or something like yeah, yeah. i never saw him again in iwc ring after that I, always, I saw him in new york wrestling out of new york but i never saw him down in pittsburgh again yeah he started popping up at uh he was on something like chikara or something when they were in town maybe mm-hmm. or i was up in new york and i was like hey i remember this guy you know so um so yeah he got around to it but yeah that, that's crazy at that age so yeah and that's why i wanted to get out because when you have your mindset change like that like when you're going around playing in matches and stuff you want to put on a good tone and get people but when you have a thought in the back of your head like let's make sure we do this so so and so doesn't get hurt that's when a mistake happens you mm-hmm. know that's when potentially something could go wrong uh, we just so had- i decided to uh to get out yeah we did we just saw something a, a newer guy named loss prevention he's, he's only been around for probably about a year in in, in action and of course, you know, you know, a handful of matches with everything going on, right? And uh, he was having a match with the Rev and just like threw, you know, threw a punch, did the stomp, and went down. And it's like a cracked knee, cracked kneecap, crap fibula out of like the simplest of move, it seemed. So, but yeah, it's wild. So yeah, and it was, I think the the year I quit was also the same year. Maybe it was a year after. It was that Rey Mysterio Mexico incident. Mm-hmm. where he did the one spot and the gentleman died ringside because they couldn't get medical attention. I know that would probably never happen, you know, once in a lifetime. But, like, it was just weird. Like, you know how you can tell things by the way you're thinking? Like, and that's just one of those moments, you know. I just I just felt uncomfortable with myself because my mindset changed, you know. I wasn't in it to put on the best performance. I was in it to get out of the six to eight minutes without hurting someone or myself. And that's just not the right mindset to have. That's the That's the mindset that will get someone hurt, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chest, you're you're the I, I think you're the longest veteran here. I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe Cupid trumps you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But is is the injury kind of thought kind of bothered you at times? Um, Cupid has Cupid's been around longer than I have. Okay. Gary, Larry Lee, get that fucking microphone <laughs> away from here. I'm sorry. Stop moving it. <laughs> uh, Cupid's been around longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the injuries are real. I've let's see. Can I go over the list of injuries? 
when Facade dove off of the truck onto Palace, which was his aunt that was flipping out, not his mother. But I was also underneath Facade whenever he flew from the sky and landed on us. My elbow uh, hyperextended and it still hurts to this day. I've had my eyeball scratched open by Serafini. Thank you, Corey, for driving me home after that. That was just in training, uh, if I recall. Yeah. She was. She, she, uh, let's see. My wrist has probably been broken twice because now I have two bumps on it instead of one. I don't know. You can't really mm. see in that angle. My th- fingers and thumbs. My nose has been twisted sideways. I've had uh, uh, body parts hit me in the face. It caused bleeding. I was had my head on the ground and someone stomped on the back of my head and it busted my face open. Jeez. Uh, and that's just the the ones that I can think of right now. Wow. And Corey, but, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was also, I had a bad concussion because Jamie Jameson wears steel-toe boots and did a moonsault. <laughs> and I got kicked directly in the head by I, his steel-toe boots. I feel like steel-toe boots shouldn't be in wrestling, right? That feels like a horrible idea. That should be elite. Where was the referee at the check? GD boots. It's a loaded boot. What that about Cupid? True. Cupid, have you had any serious injuries? I suddenly I lost count, man. That's the way it is. You made concussions. <laughs> Ask Corey about injuries if you want to hear about injuries. Yeah, you just you just um, got you just got through one, right? Yeah, well, my debut in my one my first one on one match was with Flexer and I go off the top rope like Kane, but like to the outside. So I get like too much height. Like I remember nobody thought I was gonna get height, and even Dean Radford was like, Yeah, like just do it like this, like you'll be fine. So I end up getting a bunch of height and then I land on Flexer's shoulders and Flexer falls back and my elbow hits the court time sports center ground and smacks off it. And I guess the adrenaline was going so much that I kept on going in the match. But yeah, after the match, we look at my elbow and you can see my bone sticking out (laughs) somewhat. And uh, yeah, I shattered my elbow. I saw those pictures. Disgusting. So that was like, um, I was out like a month. And then recently, yeah, I fucked up my wrist really, really bad. And yeah, that had, uh, they had to put in like a two and a half inch rod in my wrist to correct that. Jeez. Gary, Larry Lee, what do you know about two and a half inch rods? (laughs) I know quite a few things. I got to hold one when I take a piss every day, multiple times a day. No, but I, the the injury thing is real. I, like I said, I got out before I luckily suffered anything major. But to this day, I took a back body drop from uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, I can't. I forget his name. I took a back body drop though, and I landed like how you're supposed to. But I remember my, my knees were up and they split out to the side, and my left hip cracks every time it moves around in any which way. Getting up out of cars, going up steps. Sometimes it doesn't want to crack, and it's like, it makes me nervous because, like, it's like already like at an arthritic stage. You know, it's only going to get worse. So, yeah, yeah, especially that's like age. a that's a little nick from wrestling. You know, I would never had it if I never took a back body drop. Who the hell was that wrestler? Asylum. God damn it was the three versus one match against Asylum. Do you remember that where he just completely squashed the shit out of us in three minutes? Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gave me a back body drop, and in that match, like I remember, I got so much height on it, the force just caused me like like a hip hyperextension. Like my hips just popped out. It was at the time, it was like, "Ooh, that was weird." I never flexed that hard, but you know, fast forward four or five years later, this thing still cracks to this day. Son of that's a bitch, why you asylum. Had to, <laughs> that's why you had to retire early because you took too good of bumps that. Yeah, your body couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> fucking, yeah, I just got out because it was fucking, I was like, I wrestled for, what was it, five years until I was 32, so, or 31. I I, I, just I wish th- I got into it sooner. I distinctly remember uh, a, a, a time you were left ringside, handcuffed. I remember uh, 
I do remember that. I think yes, you were the last one handcuffed. left out there. Wasn't he um, handcuffed to Billy Ruxpin or? No, I think it was um um you were you were handcuffed in one corner and who was it was it was a Billy on the other and the two of you were the team. Uh, I was I do I was I was not a participant in the match at all. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely just a ringside appearance for that. Mm-hmm. But. Definitely, I I don't remember exactly what the uh, handcuffs were for. I my favorite ringside excursion was the uh, the summer blowout with Jimmy Demarco. That was a hell of a good time. That was my personal favorite pop as an STD member. Was that the uh, run-in when everybody came in in, uh, in swim trunks? Yeah, that was with the Top Gun theme song the, and, uh, the during wipe the main out. event. Yeah, Wipeout yes. wipe was the show. That was, uh, that, was, that was my personal favorite memory with a crowd pop. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was Sadly, it was one I had to do in post-production. I wish I was there for that one. Oh, you weren't there live. No, but uh, but, that but was wonderful. you know, you know, sometimes the cool thing is is when I when I go back and I have to edit the show, like I'm mostly just, you know, like I'm there, I'm switching in and I'm I'm kind of experiencing the show as as it's happening and I have no idea, you know, nobody ever tells me results or anything. And so everything's a surprise. I don't know who's going to be the champ at the end of the night half the time. And uh and, and I pop on the switcher when uh when when stuff like that happens and that was one of those moments for sure that I still remember. So it was a delightful night. I remember I remember backstage and I remember I heard the music crack before he actually went out. And I remember looking at Chess and Corey. I was like, the crowd's going crazy. Like for us, this is the first <laughs> we fucking went out there. I was jubilant to go out there. That was a heck of a good show. I enjoyed it. That's a good that's a good question. Chest and, and Corey and Cupid, what what's your what's the biggest pop you remember? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that wipeout one is pretty good. I'm trying to think what else would have got a huge pop. Uh, Virgil for Reloaded. Virgil got like a huge pop, I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Those are up there. Jericho was huge when he showed up after the Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a given, though. I think when I was working uh, when I was working in uh, PWX, uh, and I was working with Joe DeBronski. And, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I thought that was a good time. So is this, is this the one where, because Joe's told this story on the show, it's been a while, but there was, there's something about he ended up in a match with you. And Joe Dabrowski's a commentator, if there's anybody out there that don't, don't know. Uh, he's worked with like Ring of Honor and does a lot of stuff all over the place. Um, you guys ended up in a match, and I think he had a sandwich in his pocket. Is that correct? I never heard your side of the story. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Go. Get out of here, Louie. I don't Sorry. think there was a sandwich involved. I don't know. There was somebody good good boy. That was kind of a midnight lover, wasn't me, you know, but, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, you know, but. There was a there was a time when I was running out running around the ring, uh, eating uh, nachos and pop and stuff. What from the fans? Chasing, there was chasing them, the midnight level, or whatever. <laughs> it was a good time. I had fun. That's good. That's good. So so so, uh, Kid Cupid, first time on the show. A lot of people may may not know be aware of you, but again, you've been mentioned over fifteen years multiple times. Uh, um, in stories about you, so, so so how long have you been around? Uh, I trained in nineteen ninety seven ninety eight, and I made my debut in uh, I think it was May nineteen ninety nine for uh, WWE. Can you say that again? You broke up a little bit. Uh. I made my debut in 1999 for PWL. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, and, and we got to know you a little bit uh, of you already. Uh, there is a question for Chess Flexer in the chat room. What is the question? Lisa wants to know if you're done fighting Mambo Italiano in 2PW. I don't think that I will ever be done fighting Mambo Italiano. Especially when pasta's involved, especially when pasta <laughs> steel cages are involved, when pasta steel cage death match is are involved. It's gonna go on for the rest 
of our lives. How many how many food related matches were stolen from us in 2020? Oh, at least at least a baker's dozen. Not a Brit baker, but a baker's dozen. That was good. That was good. Um, Aska, what I want what I want to know is tell me about Gary Larry Lee, International Man of Mystery. Are you talking about that that promo video during that snow day? Where the hell were we? Where did we film that damn video at? It wasn't Southside. No, that was up in um what's it called? Uh I don't know, but we could watch the video. Do you have the link for that you, sword? You already played that like a years ago. No, but Gary Larry Lee is here. <laughs> You brought this up on another Christmas special and already played it. That's okay. There's yeah, people. Can talk to he must he must have really enjoyed the production of this video. I do remember <laughs> the video ends with Chess Flexer's credentials being played like credits. Oh wow, this yeah. this can Hello? it came right up. Who is Hello? Who's who's on the line? <laughs> Turn your camera off. What the hell? No, I don't want to. I, I called in, dude. I called in. That worked. All right. It's Brian. Yeah, is it that, is. Is that Brian fucking McDowell? Brian the bully. It is. What the hell? Who is that? Is that fucking uh, Gary, Gary Larry, Larry Lee? Lee. Yeah. You're goddamn no, right. It's, yeah. You're goddamn right. It's Gary Larry Lee. It's fucking wild, Good, job. That's great, dude. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'd be better if I saw your face. You, <laughs> you so, son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't. It's I Christmas. Don't a, <laughs> I don't have a, a non-personal email account, so I don't well, want to Your telephone number is up on the screen right now. Not all of it. It's fine. <laughs> they have to guess the rest of the numbers. <laughs> Jesus, so why don't you have a guest link that like you can send people? A fucking private guest link. This is the private That's guest easy. link. I love that you randomly show up in 40 minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, McDowell. You How's everybody doing? We're doing good. It's a merry, it's good. A merry Christmas around here. Good. We got Very Cupid good. here. Cupid's with us too. Who's Cupid? Yeah. You don't remember Kid Cupid from uh, Cupac? Oh, from Black Diamond. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh wow! I wish I could see you guys, but yeah. well, you can go on <laughs> Facebook and watch on that side. <laughs> Jesus, we need a fucking guest link, Sore. Come on, a guest account. We don't have these fucking guest accounts. What are you talking about? There's got to be a guest link in Google somewhere. Ah, oh, whatever. What you... you can. <laughs> Brian, just just log in with your with your uh, with your Google meeting. I could just log in with my work account. But oh, I don't do want it. To. Hey, listen, I interrupted Gary's story, so just, you know, I'm just going to listen now. You're just going to go listen now? I'm just going to listen. I feel bad that I interrupted your story. Go ahead. Finish up, my man. Brian, tell us tell us a good you weren't here for the beginning whenever we were talking about Billy Johnson. Tell us a good Billy Johnson story. I mean probably the the well hold on a second is I cut off Gary Larry Lee. Nobody cares about Gary Larry Lee or what he has to say. <laughs> my my, micro, my microphone. I'm uh, I'm just opening up a package of gum because check this out, Brian McDowell. Tomorrow's three weeks of tobacco free. And I've been chewing Nicolette. Nicorette. Okay. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Every, hey, I'm happy about it. It's a change yeah, that will yeah. benef- benefit me in 30 years, not tomorrow. You're still Plus, you save all our money. You still work at Eden Park? <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking for a new gig because of <laughs> fucking COVID. Oh, shit. I probably shouldn't have said that on this, on this live Well, you did a promo at Eden video. Park, so, <laughs> you know, that's fine. That's fine. And, here, and, and I found footage of Brian McDowell, so anybody on video knows what he looks like. Uh, to to put the voice to it, so <laughs> Brian, have you bowled a game in your life since uh, we talked last? 
I'm not pulling as much sore, but you know, when I do, it's still perfect 300s, no doubt. As you do, as you do, right? How about you? No, I have. How not are you th- doing? I'm doing fine. I actually filmed bowling earlier this year, so I at least got that far uh, before everything shut down. <laughs> so, nice. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, very uh, good. Uh, uh, Brian, when when may we see a return to the ring for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't. You, know. Almost, you, you never know. That. You never know. What is you what? almost said that like uh, Yoda or something, Cupid. <laughs> you still wrestling, man? Uh, currently on the shelf, but I'm looking to come back in a couple years. Okay. Very good. That's awesome. <laughs> how, many views, how many views do you guys got on this? We got a hundred now that you're on. Hey, Brian, we were talking about before you were on the show. We were talking about injuries. Do you, do you have any injury no. stories you want to share? He doesn't have that. Have him talk about the Undertaker wine that him and Flexer bought. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no is right. Oh, what no. a waste! <laughs> Did oh. you drink it yet, Flexer? Wait, no. Undert- Undertaker wine. What's Undertaker wine? He has a wine company now. Interesting. <laughs> you guys got to tell him about it. I'm not the one who bought it. I didn't drink it yet. I still am in the basement. I haven't had it yet. Brian, how hot were you at at, uh, at Vince McMahon for not getting it to you before Thanksgiving? <laughs> I was pretty mad. But, I mean, a lot of stuff. Dude, I'm waiting on a waste because I've been waiting for since fucking July still. So, holy shit. <laughs> I guess the wine isn't that bad. I don't know. So, so Are you drinking the wine yet? Back up. Nobody, I don't think anybody's opened up a bottle of Undertaker or Ultimate Warrior wine yet. Yeah, I didn't know there was Ultimate Warrior wine. I, so, WWEWines.com <laughs> is a thing I just discovered. And there's Undertaker wine. Oh, oops, wrong button. There we go. Hold on. We're back to Google. And then there's Ultimate uh, Hall of Fame Ultimate Warrior. Um, this is a 2019 Zinfandel. Apparently. What the yeah. hell? It, and it's not cheap either, although you can get 10% off right now. <laughs> so The Undertaker is a 2018 Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm sorry. I'm not a wine drinker. I don't know these words. Uh, <laughs> from Lourdes. Cabernet, Cabernet. No, ca- yeah, no Cabernet. What's a Sauvignon? Uh, <laughs> that's a hard word to pronounce. Oh, there you go. There you go. I, I, I know. Cabernet. I think it's Sauvignet or Sauvignon. 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 Oh my god! You gotta think French, right? Oh god! Yeah. Who is who are the classy motherfuckers? Wrestling fans buy like buying tons of wine, other than Chris Larusso. <laughs> it was I something. Mean, crazy. That's that's an excellent question. It was something crazy, like eighty bucks or something like that. Mm. Oh no, it was not. It was not eighty bucks. <laughs> uh, really? Oh, a Hold on a second. Let uh, me see how much it is. Two hundred and twenty dollars for vintage <laughs> Undertaker Death Valley wine. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, it's it's a two pack for a hundred dollars on here. Yeah. What the shit? Uh, how much is Jericho's? That's not wine though. That's uh champagne, right? Yeah. Bubbly. Bubbly. I actually got to taste a little bit of that last year. I have no idea what to compare it to. I it, it's bubbly. Mm-hmm. Knocking point. Now I'm looking up alcohol. But Hey uh, Cupid, I got I got a question for Cupid. Yes. Chest. Cupid, can you tell us about the fine establishment called Jill's? Yeah, it's a fine establishment. <laughs> what what kind of people go to this establishment? People <laughs> people that are very lonely. <laughs> what kind what kind of what kind of people will you find at Jill's? Ah, different people, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> are they the type of are they the type of people that like to wear clothes or the people that don't like to wear clothes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you ain't gonna get no answers out of me, man. <laughs> oh, come on, Cupid. Spill the beans about Jill's. Uh, Jill's in West Virginia? Yeah, Jill's is in West Virginia. Okay. I think I heard about that. I don't think I've been there, though. Is she as legendary as Vicky? <laughs> you still have that You still have that mouth store from her, Gary Larry? I do, man. Seriously. Every once a year, I get like a... The corner of my mouth gets like a, a cold <laughs> sore on it. It's like once a year. It's recurring. Wow. Ever since then. That, wait, but that was you the... Are- that was the fan you made out with at, at, at a show once. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I have geez. to. I I have to bring this story up very particular because okay. this was. I'm I'm a rook. Okay, I'm green. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out there like a fresh hundred dollar bill. I know nothing about the industry. Chess flexor suggests to me to kiss this woman, and I was against it at first. You know, I thought that was a disgusting act, and I would never bow down to something so disgusting. But I decided to do it, you know, get my name out there. When I felt her lips purse against mine, no joke, my lips were cemented shut. I felt her tongue stab into me. Her tongue felt like the mosquito in the Jumanji movie trying to break into the car. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was significant how much she was trying to uh, stick that tongue in my mouth. It was a horrible memory. But... Something I'd be remembered for, hopefully. <laughs> so it's not just the injuries that made you retire. Yeah, it's that fucking bitch Vicky. <laughs> bitch gave me an STD. I just want to say this. I don't think anybody fully retires. I just think they go away for a little bit and come back. I don't think anybody really retires. I was going to say... um, Come uh, come April, it'll be uh, four years I've been dedicated to uh, gym life. So I'm actually in better shape now than I ever did when I was training for wrestling. So, like, if you ever need me for, like, you know, some backup, I probably would come back for, you know, a couple months. You take your you shirt need. off. Take your shirt off. You want me to take my shirt off? Do it for the ladies. Do it. Do it. Um, there goes his microphone again. Jesus. <laughs> This is weird. Oh. <laughs> well, this is the first. Ladies, he's taken. I'm just saying, I put on some muscle. You're doing, the rest, of, of, you're doing the rest of the show with the shirt off now, aren't you? Take your pants yeah. off. I'm not taking I'm not doing the rest of the show with my pants off. But um yeah, because I got I have a child coming into this world. Twenty twenty one, pants are staying on. So, what are you going to name your kid, Gary? I ain't gonna lie, I wanted to name him Benjamin Lee. What if it's a girl? Oh, I, I haven't thought about that. You're having a what kid. You... Oh yeah, Brian having... doesn't know. You're having a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be a dad, Mister McDowell. Wow, man, great. You get married, or you already married, or what? I definitely do not have a ring yet. She was okay, asking well, about it, but I keep playing it off like you buy me an Oculus and maybe I'll get you a ring. But that hasn't worked out yet. <laughs> Come on now, you already oh, spoiled it. He works at Eaton Park. How do you expect him to afford a ring? <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. Oh jeez, that'll be the next stimulus. Well, good so, for so, you, man. Good for am you. I, am I conducting this interview without my shirt as like a? An interview for Chess Flexor to potentially take me back later on in the year. Oh, you're auditioning. Welcome to the casting couch. Look at that. I've been working out. Look at that shoulder. That's for you, Chess. I did that for you. Whatever Every happened to I... that, that t-shirt design idea where you're going to have a... It was, the shirt was just going to look like a, a, a bare chest with hair and it shaved into the hair was going to say wild child. That was actually Justin Idol's idea. Of course uh, it was. <laughs> It was. It was legit Justin Idol's idea. He had that idea, and then I he, I never saw him again. So I never pursued that idea because I didn't want him to come after me. Uh, from the chat room, first of all, Lisa says, damn wild child. 
Damn. Damn. Wonderful. Damn. That's that's a good thing. That means I should be coming back to the ring soon, right, Chess? There you go. I don't know if anybody could handle you coming back to the ring. Um, and Bradley wants to say hi to Brian. What's up, Bradley? How are you, sir? I don't. I can't see the chat. I don't see the, the people. I don't see anybody. Well, we know you're on a landline. We, we know you're on a landline in 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 the past. That's fine. Uh, Brian out there. Brian Carlson says he once spent uh, five hundred dollars at Jill's many years ago. And uh, a lot of that was on champagne. So he's our expert. He should be telling us how to pronounce these words on the Undertaker wine. No, that doesn't apply, does it? I don't know how alcohol works. Yeah, definitely. I, I, when you when you go to Jill's, you got you got to do drink management there. Drink management. Drink management. Tell us about drink management. What do you mean by that? <laughs> it's like. Uh, the drinks are expensive, so you have to, so you have to wean it a little bit. You have to, you have to drink it slow. <laughs> I I only know about the ones where you pay for the cup and they give you free beer. Uh, that's, that's my I don't experience. drink beer. I don't drink beer, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cupid, Cupid, Cupid. Do you know um, Corey Graves? Your old buddy SJK was talking about you on his podcast. No. Yes, I did. I did hear that. Yeah, I was. I was listening to it. I was like, "Oh my, stupid!" Get name dropped. Did you ever? Do you know where that picture is? He was talking about. You know what I'm talking about? The picture he was talking about. Yes. Yes. I. I I believe somebody's got that picture or a couple pictures like that. Yeah. So so wait wait so what was the situation with? How did he get name dropped? In what context? Honestly, I, I uh, honestly I heard about it, but uh, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know. They were referring to a picture that Cupid took. Uh, I don't know, Cupid. Do you want to tell them what this picture was? Do you know the picture I'm talking about? Yes, it was a picture of me. Posing, I I guess was the NWA heavyweight title or something like that, or some other kind of title, or, or NWA title, and I had like the Shawn Michaels pose, where where Shawn Michaels was posing, and I had the belt covering my uh, my uh, area, that, your genitals. Yes, my genitals. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yes. So wait, wait. It was. Is this the actual NWA title? The like, like, was this back when Adam Pierce was there with the title at, at, at NWA East here in town? Yeah, it was a long time ago at Renzi Park. I was, I was uh, posing with the belt on the on the inside the building on in back in the locker room on the ground, and I was posing with the belt, and Adam Pierce was pointing at it, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So the same belt worn by Ric Flair, <laughs> Cole Cabana, Nick Aldis. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was the heavyweight title or I can't think of the other title. I'm not sure, but um, it, it uh, was an NWA title. I, I think that. I think I think Paul Atlas was holding the North American at one point, if I'm not mistaken. So that I don't think it was, I don't think it was the North American title. Yeah. I think it yeah. was. Uh, I can't think of the name of the title, but. I'm not sure what title it was. I, in my mind, I'm hoping it's the heavyweight title. We got to see this picture. That's got to come up. Yeah, please do. Yeah, get it made on a coffee mug. I'll put it. I'll put it on. I'll Sell put it, it on the uh, Mayhem Show Instagram for you. Get it out there. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, let uh, let let Billy Corgan the lineage that he really bought. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, we got a shout out. True story from Bradley in the chat room. His first accounting job was a night auditor as a hotel, the hotel closest to Jill's. They had visitors here and there. You get Bradley on to tell some stories. Bubba Brewers in the chat room says, what's up, Cupid? Hope all is well. Hey, Bubster, what's up? <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here in the chat room. Um Cup of Puck Cup of Copolis. 
Apocalypse? I don't I don't know. I don't know what Charles is saying there in the chat room. So well anyway, so how Cupocalypse. Oh, man. There you go. Watch out for that, man. So how have you guys been dealing with uh with everything? Of course, you know, Cheston and, and Corey, I know you guys have been seeing a little bit of action, picked up a, a little bit of gold a, a, a couple of months ago. <laughs> oh, there it is. Hold on. We got we got to get that on the on the pin. Hold on. Ah, almost muted you. He's holding up, but he's not making any noise. So there you go. There you go. You got the two PW Tag Team Championship. There, there might have been a taser involved. Yeah, that was all I could do. So <laughs> in a cast, he wins the championship. Yeah, because that was three days after I got surgery, so Jeez. I was very, uh, I was very tender. <laughs> <laughs> um, handcuffed to the side, tased. Oh wait, here. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you, Sorg. I'm going to send you a picture that you could post up. Hold on a second. What? The Just keep talking. Keep talking. No, no. I wish I had that one. <laughs> Yeah, just had that wrist injury. We wrestled a couple times. I've been watching a lot of old wrestling lately. I've been watching uh, old Nitros and old Raws. It's pretty good to watch and waste time. I follow you on Twitter, Ross. I like how you recap like each week of Nitro. I think a yeah. lot. I followed that for like the last couple months. But um, mm-hmm. you always have like an interesting take right after the Nitro episodes expire, and it's like it, it jargons my memory because I ain't gonna lie, I haven't I haven't given it the time of day to give that another look through other other than the time when it actually aired. So props to you for finding the time to do that. Well, yeah, I'm starting to realize that I think I would watch the first hour of Nitro whenever I was a kid. And then I would switch to Raw whenever like that came on because Nitro is three hours eventually. So I'd watch the first hour and then I'd click to Raw and then I'd watch WCW in the commercials. So like there is like a bunch of stuff that I probably only seen once or like never seen it. It is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that sword or? Uh, I back in the day, I remember taping. <laughs> to be honest, uh, yeah. you know, throw the VHS in and then watch it like that night or the next day or something. You know, who, so. was, who was your favorites back then? I liked uh, Buff Bagwell. He was one of my favorites. Scott uh, Hall, uh, Chris Jericho from the start, man. Um, Chris Jericho out the gate was hot. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He went back in the Lionheart days. I was, I was, I was yeah, the whole the whole lightweight division mm-hmm. was was the pride and joy of WCW back in the day. Absolutely, it, it, it was. I was coming back from a hiatus from wrestling. I was like, hey, here's all the guys I used to watch over on this channel. What the hell? And uh, I was not into the WWF uh, Jerry Springer vibe that was going on at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, the first pay per view I ever watched live for WWE. F was uh, SummerSlam '98. Mm-hmm. So, in WCW, did you get that uh, picture? Hmm? Did you get that picture I sent you? Where'd you send it? Uh, Messenger. Okay. Facebook. I'll pop over there. But you're you're saying Gary? Uh, I was gonna say my my pops always followed. He was a big fan of Hulk Hogan growing up, so mm-hmm. he followed WWF throughout the '80s. But when Hulk switched to WCW in the early '90s he was watching that and that's what I naturally grew towards. Uh, I remember there was this one kid in my high school. He kept wearing the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels sunglasses. And that was during like the Iron Man match time with mm-hmm. Bret Hart. So I uh, tuned in. I think that was WrestleMania 12 was the Iron Man match. I remember seeing highlights of stone cold bleeding out to uh Bret Hart sharpshooter. And then WrestleMania 14 was my first pay-per-view I ordered. Uh, that was in 98. I was 11 years old. And that was uh, Shawn Michaels' last match from the back injury he sustained with Tyson as guest referee. And I was actually really upset. I remember being 11 years old. Shawn Michaels was the reason I gravitated my eyes from WCW to WWE uh, Mm because that kid with the sunglasses, I thought they were cool. And HBK was awesome at the time. So I was really upset to have Shawn Michaels hanging up for like four years. So the whole Attitude Era, which I fell in love with further, didn't have my favorite centerpiece 
to go along with it. So that like really bothered me to a degree. Yeah, I, forget them. I was I was a uh, Hulkamania kid uh, uh, growing up. Even uh, my my parents took me to No Holds Barred at probably eight years old. And if you've seen No Holds Barred, you know an eight year old probably should not be watching that movie. No, uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I was in trouble when there was a nightmare before Elm Street uh, promo before that. So, so I got this picture here. Uh, Chest, what am I looking at? That's, uh, I don't know, is that an alternate universe? Like how there was a gun incident in an alternate universe? Or is that just... Is that a bowler? Is that a Hall of Famer, Brian McDowell, holding a 2PW Tag Team Championship belt? <laughs> oh, oh hey there's a there's a there's a uh there's a soon-to-be former president on that shirt too that's timely Jeez. yes indeed oh god he went in the same year as bruno that's unfortunate um <laughs> god well bruno had to make up for something anyways um, do we want to talk about the gun incident? Uh, I mean, what I do you mean, want to know? I mean, that's, uh, that's why, that's why you're having us all on video chat. Cause you don't want to pull out a gun in your studio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of concerned. I've, I, I, I've only had a gun pointed at my, me maybe twice in my life and you were one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk that's about amazing. Me. It's out there. One, it's out there. Two. Impact Wrestling made it cool, so... Uh, no. I made it cool. Impact Wrestling copied off us. Yes, and, and then it got weird. So... And then Larry D's going to jail, I guess. Um, so, that's... That was something. That was very, very, very weird. So, yeah. So, so... Yeah. I don't know what to ask about. Because <laughs> I, I lived it, and I'm starting to get a little PTSD right now. Uh, what what do you want me to say? They they pulled a gun on my tag team partner, so I pulled a gun on them. <laughs> yep, it's usually how it goes. How come you never did this when I was tagging with you, Chess Flexer? Because you Cause always risked me in the back. No bullshit, bullshit. We might have been able to win some matches if that was the case. If you brought a gun to the event, I, if, if I remember correctly, we beat uh, Corey Futuristic and. Billy No Show Ruxpin. We did do that. Um, my my favorite, one of my favorite matches, Flexer, was the West Virginia when we tag team with Virgil and we faced Shane Douglas. Oh yeah. Oh. And who who was their tag team? I forget that guy. The Wild Cards. The Wild Cards. Yeah, the one guy was super buff. Super duper wild buff. Cards. Not the old school yeah. Wild Cards with Kingston in them, but yeah, these Virgil guys were my- new school. They were like Philadelphia based. I forget where exactly though. Yeah, Virgil had to be your partner because I was in Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. Swimming, like, with, it was, swimming with the pigs? Is that when you were swimming with pigs, Corey? Yeah, uh-huh. The best Virgil, part, I'm sorry, Virgil finish like, Vir, Sorry. Virgil, no, no. Likes, Virgil likes breadsticks and meat sauce. <laughs> how is, how is, how is, how's Virgil doing these days? Because he's not seeing a lot of people, probably. I haven't seen any COVID era Virgil sightings. I I I thought I heard him being talked about by Mark Madden on the X earlier in the year. I swear he's talking about Virgil's walking table. He was bringing it up. I swear to God, he, he was I, on like legit radio. Actually, I take that back. I did see Virgil recently. Um, no lie, I was on a call with somebody who apparently has been helping him out with room aboard, and he happened to walk into his office while I was on the call with him. Because I can't get away. Because I can't get away from Virgil. Apparently, maybe he's on Cameo now. He might be making money on Cameo. Did somebody finally get him a phone? Mm. I'll tell you a story. There's a local. There's a local video game store where I live, and they do auctions of selling stuff. And they brought Virgil in to do a. Uh, internet auction a couple times mm-hmm. selling his stuff and selling games and stuff. It was pretty cool, you know. You, you know, I got an autographed uh, N64 uh, wrestling game. 
Wait, wait, autograph from from Virgil? Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to gain more than the autograph. You know. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is he in the game? Uh, yes, I believe he's in there under managers. Under managers. <laughs> yeah, under managers. Well. Well, on on that note, I, I think we need to wrap this up. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback somewhere over there, guys. I think it's Brian. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 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 I guess to, to kind of close this off, do you guys have any predictions for 2021 in general? Wrestling, life, whatever you guys want to do? Mm. Not really, no. <laughs> the future guy says no. No, I don't want to give it away. I got a bold prediction. I got a bold prediction. Go for it. You're going to see my sideburns again in 2021. Whoa. I mean, technically, aren't we seeing them now? They're just connected. No. No. Then one entity, it's known as Henry. 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 Brian, are so. you watching TV over there, Brian? Uh, I was. He's watching, he's watching the new episode of Mandalorian, that son of a bitch. Uh, don't, no spoilers. No spoilers. You me tell you, I'll tell you how it ends. I've actually not watched that at all yet. I'm even season Dude. one. Dude, the, the, the episode of Mandalorian, I won't give a single spoiler except for it will rekindle your love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian, if it hasn't any, been rekindled already, Brian, you got any predictions for 2021 or The Mandalorian? Um, I think it's going to be more the same of 2020, to be honest. Uh, that's a depressing thought, but mm. I don't think it's going to get any better, honestly. So, giddy up. <laughs> Thank you for that bit of positivity. What about uh? What about yeah. you? What about you, Kid Cupid? You got any predictions for twenty twenty one? Return of Kid Cupid and many many independent independent wrestling federations. Uh, the return the return of a federation that gave many wrestlers no, notori- notoriety and uh, made made them famous and stuff. And uh, this year is going to be a big year. All right. <laughs> Ryan's breathing over no, I there. I feel like an asshole. Oh, well. <laughs> is it my breathing? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, I wanted to tell a Virgil story before we go. Yeah, for sure. So, in March 99, there's this WCW uncensored pay-per-view Virgil faces Stevie Ray in like a no DQ match. And it's actually like pretty awesome. Anybody should check it out. And the thing that's funny about it is that's the same month that like WrestleMania happens too. So like WCW's way of like competing with WrestleMania is having Stevie Ray versus Virgil in a no disqualification match. Whoever wins is the leader of NWO black and white or something. I don't know, but (laughs) check that out. If you guys are bored and, Quarantine's good match. Jess, what words do you want to leave us on here for a prediction or, or however you want to want to take it? Last year at the end of the Christmas special, I said something like, if you thought this was crazy, wait till you see next year. Well, I don't think any of us realized what would happen <laughs> that led us to this. But if it brought us Gary Larry Lee's microphone interfering over everybody else talking and the Kingpin Brian McDowell calling in so we could see 99% of his phone number. <laughs> and we finally got Cupid on the Mayhem show. And Corey and I are the TPW tag team champions. We'll probably be for the entirety of, of the next year because we won't be able to defend them because of restrictions. Then, I mean, now, now we need to get Kid Cupid a one-on-one interview on the Mayhem show. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Brian losing his mind over there. <laughs> Brian lost his mind a long time ago. He's not losing it now. If the headset was that horrible, why didn't you come to unplug it? I glad put him. Because it sounds like you're, you're you're two rooms away now. Yeah, I think that's great because you're right. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able you're not gonna be able to defend them this year. They're gonna be champions. Well, either way. I, 
I, I think technologically this goes as well as it does in person. Uh, but <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It was good to get together with all of you guys again. Thank you, Kid Cupid, for coming on the show. Thank you, Wild Child, for uh, taking your shirt off for the ladies. Um, Absolutely. It's been so long for them. That's right. (laughs) I got your dose. Got your dose. We'll clip that and put it on TikTok for you guys, too, to make it, uh, you know, put the music. Thank you. I actually have some pretty nice TikToks if you ever want to follow me. What's your your TikTok? I also got an OnlyFans account at the. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. But that'd be a good way to earn extra money in Christmas time. That's right. That's how you get those. That's how you get through. Um, anybody have anything to plug on the way out? I don't I'm think sure there's any. Go ahead. I don't think there's any wrestling shows happening. So. Uh yes. Tomorrow night, as far as I know, it hasn't been canceled yet. MVP Wrestling, Benwood, West Virginia. Bell time, I think, uh, 7 o'clock. I'll be there. Okay, okay, okay. So Cupid's Cupid's getting booked. Where's everybody else at? Shut up. All right. Chess Flexor. Did you just tell us to shut up? Yeah, he did. No, I'm talking to my dog. My dog's barking at ghosts. You're talking to your girlfriend. Telling her to shut yeah, up. Yeah, my dog's barking at <laughs> ghost. I told him to shut up. <laughs> Chess Flexor, thank Corey. You're... Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank for. Does thank everybody you guys. know where to find us on all social media. Hey, love, peace, chicken grease. Uh, guys, have a merry Christmas. I hope Santa brings you all everything you all wanted. Gary, Larry, hang up so we could talk and without you interrupting, please. <laughs> <laughs> at least mute it or something. Something. Oh, he left. Uh, you can go. Oh, he did leave. Uh, you can go to Chess Flexor's YouTube page and uh, see best of uh, the STDs over there, because um, I'm finding all, including inter- International Man of Mystery, right? That's right. I'll pull it up real easy over there. Everything's easy over there. Brian, it's... give us all your What's social up? media. Brian is wrestling on Instagram. It's still <laughs> the same. <laughs> Give us the other digits of your phone number so we could call, everyone can call you. Yeah, so they don't uh, have to crack the code. No. <laughs> I get enough spam calls as it is. I don't need any more. Who's going to call me anyway? I'll call you. There you go. Well, I can send, I can send that to you in a private message, my man, if you want my number. I'm not going to fucking put it out there publicly. Oh, come on, man. We're all friends here. <laughs> 412, asterisk, 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 asterisk. Is that what it says? Seriously? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I think it has like your last two digits. Nice. <laughs> well, that's okay, man. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody that uh, joined us here live on the feed. Uh, again, you know. Uh, Keeping everybody in our prayers for uh, you know uh, Billy Billy Johnson's family and everything. Again, if you are on Facebook, you know uh, send some good thoughts, good vibes over there. Um, and has uh, it been con- has came- it been confirmed that it wasn't Chris Benoit that killed Billy Johnson? Uh, okay, on that note. <laughs> oh, too soon. On the way out. Thank you guys. Next time we'll yeah, be here Tuesday for bad. the res- Wrestling Man <laughs> Christmas special. Uh, uh, mayhem out. Bad. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.